All right, hello and welcome to another episode of Ask a Nurse with the Self-Care Unit. For this week's episode, we're going to tackle a topic that many of you have brought up as your personal go-to for stress relief, but we've never really gotten the chance to go into specifics, and that is traveling and or taking a vacation. And to help us talk about that, we have a special guest with us, Sarah Gaines, aka the Six Figure Travel Nurse. You can find her on Instagram or on her website at the sixfiguretravelnurse.com. Sarah is an accomplished travel nurse, mentor, and online educator, all about educating and empowering nurses. She's going to help Carly and Sarah answer my questions about vacationing as a nurse. Um, so before we get into it, how are you guys doing? Really good. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Me. Good. <laughs> Surviving. <laughs> what was that? Did, was that believable? Surviving. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so valid, Carly. I'm so like, felt. so good, guys. So <laughs> felt. Doing so well. Oh, my gosh. I went to a birthday yesterday for my friend, and um, she's a pediatrician, and all her friends are um, physicians as well, and they all have babies. They all have, like, either newborns or toddlers, and so we brought Max, and <laughs> he he just barked. <laughs> He's like, yummy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We brought Max as our baby, and um, he enjoyed being around so many people his size. It was the best. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. And I also – so someone commented on a video of mine like a few weeks ago that this outfit that I wear pretty consistently looked like a Miss Rachel outfit. And so it was like a Halloween-themed birthday. And so I was like, let me just dress as Miss Rachel because I know this is going to be a party full of babies and parents. And honestly, the parents liked it more. It's <laughs> so cute. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Well, she's and, like a godsend to parents right now, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Even Max loves her. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's not a baby. But yeah. Anyway, awesome. it's Halloween week. That's why we're talking about Halloween, y'all. Yeah. Because this will be way in the future. <laughs> no one will care about Halloween They're gonna anymore. They're going to be like, Chris, yes. gonna, Mariah Carey's going to put out the music video again. Yes. And we're all going to forget this even happened. So <laughs> people will be planning their Christmas vacations or holiday vacations or winter vacations. So hopefully it will be relevant, <laughs> which is <laughs> the first question I have for you guys is uh, how do you start to plan for a vacation without it being too much stress or overwhelming or just traveling in general? Um, I would say for me as a travel nurse, the easiest way for me to plan vacations is I always plan my vacation when my contract ends. Mm. It is the easiest way to guarantee your time off. You don't have to worry about fighting for PTO or seniority or whatever that is. Just if your contract ends at the end of April, then plan your vacation in May and you can go there and stay also as long as you want as well. It doesn't have to just be a couple days. It could be a couple of weeks. Um, So yeah, when it comes to keeping it stress-free, I plan it when my contract ends in between contracts. And then when when it comes to making it financially stress-free, one thing that I do is I set aside a... um, budget for all of my vacations. Vacation is a big part of my life. So a percentage of my paycheck goes to a completely separate account and that's like my vacation fund. Mm -hmm. So when I am taking that time off, I have the financial cushion to really enjoy that time off and know that my bills are paid and that money has been set aside. Nice. When you first started, I was just thinking I 
when I first started nursing, I had no idea that this like seniority and all these things existed. And I just remember feeling so discouraged. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to take a vacation because I don't want to be the single young girl, new nurse that takes the mom's vacations with their kids away from them. And I just, I just remember this whole, you know, it was the whole thing. And I, I wish someone would have sat me down and said, you deserve a vacation too. Like, yes, they've been here longer, but you also deserve time to take care of yourself. And that was never really spoken about until like years in. And I finally took a two week vacation, (laughs) but I don't know if that happened to anybody else, but it's something that's kind of unspoken. Yeah. 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 No, I agree a thousand percent. And I want to talk about that too. Like the, the mom thing, of course, no shade against moms. I'm a mom myself, but you know, when I was single and no kids, it was almost like Sarah doesn't need the vacation approval. This other person, it's almost like their vacation is, or their time off is more important compared to the single nurse. And it's like, well, she has no priority. She has no family. Like, it's okay. And that's something I learned. And I wish I would have known, like, the beginning of my career, how important self-care really is. And I feel like as nurses, we spend so much time taking care of others. We are so quick to put ourselves on the back burner. And self-care should be a routine. And a big part of my self-care is I plan my vacations. Mm. My vacations are not, like, oh, if I have time or whatever, because something's always going to come up. It's like, no, once every three months, I am taking a vacation because I feel like as nurses, our jobs are mentally exhausting, physically exhausting, spiritually exhausting. We need that time to disconnect and step away from work, even if it's a staycation, even if it means I'm just staying at home and just chilling. We need that time away from the bedside to really focus on ourselves and just refill our cup. It's so important. Oh, yeah. And like my mom was a nurse before I became a nurse and I graduated. I mean, she graduated when I was like 10 or 12. And I was like, I want to do that. And even before then, though, my mom would still always plan us vacations. But it wasn't until she started working in the NICU that I realized how strange it was that she had to like almost hoard all of her PTO just for us to be able to take one vacation a year. And not only that, she was hoarding her PTO because she's a caregiver for my abuela, my abuelo for years and years and years. And she had this like piggy bank of PTO that was sacred to her because it gave her that like protection that if anything were to happen, not only to our family, like our immediate family, but also to the people that she's responsible for, that she had this piggy bank to go to in the event that she needed time off so that she wouldn't also risk her job. And I just think that that's so tragic that nurses in particular and other healthcare workers feel like they have to hoard all of their PTO because they're taking care of everyone else and not themselves. Like I can tell you how many times my mom ever got herself a massage or a facial. It's zero, zero times. Oh no! And that's the immigrant mother problema problema for sure pero like my mommy she deserves time for herself too but she was always thinking about us and the fact that like in healthcare and nursing like we feel this like internal shame about taking time for ourselves to the point where we're not taking vacations or being like you know what I'll sacrifice myself instead of let me take some time for myself 
it's it's so heartbreaking. I have I have one follow up question. When you and this is a ignorant non nurse question. When you're on vacation, do you ever have to deal with work still, or is there enough of a separation? Because like Bridget, my girlfriend, will talk about her mom was a lawyer, so she would like not have vacations because she would just be working while on vacation. And I'm like, is there at least a barrier, or like, do you feel, like, or even if it's not directly from work, do you feel yourself like still having any of the anxiety or stress from work still with you? Um. I would say when I was a staff nurse, it was more of a problem because you're more like connected with the nurses on the unit. You have relationships with them. They follow you on Instagram. And so you get the nurses that are like, we're over here working overtime with short staff and Sarah's in Bali. (laughs) (laughs) Must be nice. So like you have this like internal guilt. And I feel like, honestly, that's like a big issue with like nursing and what makes it so toxic because at the end of the day, it's just as important for us to take care of our patients as it is for us to take care of ourselves because it, it all trickles down. Um, but I would say as a travel nurse, it is a whole lot easier because once my contract is done, bye. <laughs> I plan my vacation. I clock out. I'm done. And I, I love that. That's nice. Healthy boundaries. Like, yeah. When it comes to being staff, you have not only like work group chats, but you also have like apps where everyone's like asking for their shift to be switched. And then somehow someone has an auto number to someone gave your number to staffing. And so they're automatically like, hey, PACU needs uh, a nurse tonight. You got it? And I'm like, I've never worked PACU a day in my life. Well, like, what do you want me to do in there? <laughs> and it's like, while you're on vacation and it's hard to turn it off. I remember when I first started as a nurse at the bedside, I would check my work email every morning. Yeah. More than once a day, I would check that work email and be like, what's going on? What am I missing? What do I have to do? What can I do for you? Healthcare system, what can I do for you? <laughs> Meanwhile, while I was on the floor, I was struggling to take bathroom break i was struggling to find two minutes to pee like how does that make sense i think that's the problem joe is like we're barely even taking time to use the restroom at work let alone taking time for vacations and time for ourselves which is mind-boggling and like i'm still unpacking the fact that i let myself get to that point for a job for a job yeah (sighs) Yeah. All right. I think uh, my next question for you guys is, so you get to the point where you need to take a vacation and you want to use it as stress relief. What types of vacations are actually the best for truly relaxing? Because I know some people go to like Disney World as a vacation. Personally, I would not find that very relaxing. Maybe some people do. I don't know. (laughs) But like if you have any like places you've been to or things you've done that you like highly recommend fire away. I would say on the topic of like being undisturbed, I feel like that's the definition of a relaxing vacation is truly for real, for real disconnecting from work. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm off work, the hospital is blocked. <laughs> they cannot call me. <laughs> I block them. I truly disconnect. And I feel like that's important because you don't want that stuff, you know, lingering in the back of your head. Yeah. And 
when it comes to the types of vacations, I really think it depends on the type of person and what it takes for you to decompress. For me, um, you know, sometimes I feel like doing something adventurous. So I may go out and explore like a new city and do a solo trip and have fun doing that. Or maybe I just really want to connect with my girls. So I'll do a girl's trip or maybe I want to spend time with my husband. So my last vacation, me and my husband, we just wanted to chill and connect. So we just got a bougie five-star resort and stayed there the whole week straight and just were pampered and we ate good and we just spent time together just chilling in the pool and relaxing. Um, So I just feel like whatever is your definition of relaxing um, will always be the best fit for you. And then also as nurses, I have to say this because we're so bad about it. Self care, eat well and sleep well on your vacation, because even on vacation, we will neglect ourselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that makes a huge difference and will help you like come back to work actually feeling refreshed. Nice. I was thinking that like I need a resort someplace where my phone like a far enough country or continent even that some that my phone does not work there or it costs a lot of money to use so nobody can reach me <laughs> unless it's emergent yeah. <laughs> send a little flare I'll find you but otherwise don't talk to me <laughs> yeah I I miss when cruises had no reliable internet like I miss when you literally couldn't reach anyone. Like, can we bring that back? Because now you got hotspots all over the cruise and people can find you. Like I wanted to throw, I went on an Alaskan cruise and I just wanted to throw my phone off the balcony. Cause I'm like, how are you still emailing me? <laughs> like, what is going on? What is happening? I'm scared. <laughs> like, I thought I was supposed to relax. Um, but eventually I just put my phone on airplane mode. <laughs> And that did the trick. So the power is always in your hands, guys. It's always in your hands. <laughs> I've been on one cruise and it was not relaxing. So um, Which one? So, uh, well, first of all, it was our fault. So yes, uh, it was Carnival. So that was first step. But it was also uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend. Um, and it was going to like from Florida to the Bahamas. And uh, it was just all New York City firemen who are having the time of their lives. <laughs> so if I had been a little older and was able to drink, I think I would have had a better time. But Frat house on the sea. I was sea. with my parents and my family. Yeah. yeah. So. That sounds deeply unsafe, Joe. I'm glad you survived. I stayed in the... <laughs> like, you're alive. That's good. My sisters and my mom got the nicer, like, uh, water side room. My dad and I had, like, this, like, sunless interior room and i just stayed in that and watched tangled on repeat on whatever the channel was on the TV. so it ended up being okay but highly recommend doing alaskan cruise i've heard those are way better so well, honestly you were like a hamster in your enrichment yeah. cage so that's something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they even had like curtains with a uh, light behind them so it seemed like sunlight so that my like brain would get tricked. <laughs> that's, that's so wild. It was super wow. wild. <laughs> so yeah, don't don't do a cruise St. Patrick's Day weekend unless you're a New York City firefighter going with your friends. <laughs> yeah, learned. Alaskan cruises are beautiful. So. That that's I would go back to that. I went with my family, but I would take my boyfriend yeah. and go in a heartbeat. It's so beautiful and so relaxing, and I yeah, gorgeous. And it. If you can do the Skagway White Scenic Pass, 
where it's the train through the mountains, 10,000 feet. It is so beautiful. Wow. So, so beautiful. But like once it's like time to go down, you get a little bit palm sweaty, a little anxiety because you're like, mm. oh, it was so beautiful going up. But like, can we like not be up here anymore? Can we go back down? <laughs> please, please. But otherwise, it is like stunning. And like, it made me cry and be like, wow, life is actually so beautiful. So that's that's where you need to find is somewhere where you're like, it's all amazing and everything is great. <laughs> okay. I actually kind of already have started this conversation with my own story, but... Uh, what are some classic vacationing traps that you guys know of? So I, I gave this one example of, I think you might have, you guys might have seen, there was a viral clip of uh, these poor women hiking these massive suitcases up the stairs on the Amalfi Coast, like probably less relaxing than they thought it was going to be. <laughs> so any sort of like nightmares to avoid, we've already listed the New York City firemen <laughs> cruise ship, <laughs> but any others that you guys know of that advise your fellow nurses? Um, I would say for me, this is kind of just like a general tip. Um, one of the biggest mistakes that I've made that ended up in disasters, and I made it multiple times, was a picking travel people that are not compatible with the way you travel. Mm -hmm. It's like the worst mistake ever. And it's something that you don't really think about because you're like, oh, this person's my, this person's my friend. It's going to be great. But I think it's really important to consider their style. So for example, accommodations. Some people don't want to spend a bunch of money on the hotel because they're like, oh, well, we're not even going to be there. We're going to be out and about. But then other people like me, I'm a little bougie. I like a little bougie hotel. I like to be in luxury. I like to be pampered. So I want somewhere nice. And I also don't want to go cheap on it. And I don't want to sacrifice the location. Being in a location that's like walkable distance to all the things to do is important to me. Um, and then again, with traveling styles like someone who wants to chill versus someone who wants to do something adventurous. This goes back to like what we talked about earlier, like what's your idea of relaxation and disconnecting? Like, you know, if you are the adventurous traveler who wants to go skydiving and bungee jumping and on all the excursions and have a good time and you end up with a traveler who's like, no, I just want to chill and stay at the hotel and read a book. It's just not compatible and it ends up just not being as fun. So yes, choose your travel people wisely and don't be afraid to do a solo trip either because solo trips, I've had so much fun. I've had the most fun on the trips that I did by myself. How do you, I have a question for you, sir. How do you, um, we all know by now I'm a little paranoid of people. Like I, <laughs> I'm a crime girly and it gets in my head. How do you, as a female, like how do you go on solo trips and make yourself feel safe enough? Like what are your things that you do or just in general traveling by yourself? Yeah. Um, I think that's a really good question. I would say to put everything in perspective, because I get this question a lot. I feel like when we go to different places, we're immediately afraid because it's like, an unknown location, but to put everything into perspective, there's many cities in the U.S. that are like way more dangerous compared to the places that we've traveled to. So for example, like me being in an assignment in like New York City or like Detroit, people are like, oh, you're going to this place? It's so dangerous. I'm like, we're in Detroit. Like, <laughs> it's like one of the most dangerous cities in the world. So I think like just 
um, for me, like just reframing my perspective of like, okay, you live in, I've lived in many urban cities that are considered very dangerous compared to the places that I travel. And then also being very aware of where I'm going and what I'm doing. Um, and then I always share my location with my friends and family members. They have it 24-7. And I let I send them my itinerary. They know where I'm at. They know what I'm doing. And then another thing I do when I travel solo is I be out there lying. Like, I just be telling <laughs> all types of stories. Like, if someone's like, oh, my God, what hotel are you staying at? I make up a whole, like, I know the hotel I am staying at. And, like, say I'm staying at the Hilton. I will have a whole second made-up hotel. Not made up. Like, I look up one in the area that's not where I'm at. I'm like, oh, I'm at the Marriott. It's so beautiful. Yep, the one off of there. Mm-hmm. Love the views. <laughs> so I'll make up. I won't say where I'm actually staying. I, um, If I meet a group of people, um, I will imply that I'm with my friends. So if they're like, oh, what are you doing tonight? Are you here by yourself? I'm like, oh, I'm just grabbing a dinner right now. And then I'm meeting my friends back up at the hotel. Like I always imply that I'm with a group of people. I'm very vague about the questions that I answer, especially when it comes to what are you doing tomorrow? Where are you staying? Little things like that. Um, And then another thing that makes me feel safe is connecting with, it helps me make new friends and feel safe. I, when I travel solo, I tend to, um, connect with other people. And I think everyone does that because when you're with another person, you're not reaching out to other people, but when you're solo, you're looking for other friends. And, um, for example, when I was in Colombia, I actually ran into two other travel nurses. I booked like a tour by myself and then there's two travel nurses on, but they were like, are you serious? I was like, hey girl. <laughs> and then we ended up connecting literally I was there for a week and it was their first day there too and we did everything for the rest of the trip it was so much fun they're still my really good friends to this day um so yeah if you meet someone and you can travel with them in a group it makes it a little bit easier and another thing when it comes to uh, solo traveling um is staying at hostels now I know hostels have a bad reputation in America, but in other places like Europe, there's actually really, really, really nice hostels. And what I love about them is, is typically people in their 20s and 30s, they're traveling solo as well. They're looking for new friends. And a lot of the hostels will have activities already planned that you can do. And you're with a group of people. Um, so those are the types of things that just help me like feel more safe when I'm traveling by myself. That's Yeah, absolutely. That's the the uh hostile thing in europe they uh they're great i i love i feel like taken did so much psychological damage dude to i mean why was that yeah. necessary <laughs> why did i watch uh, it? <laughs> like yeah <laughs> and hotels airbnbs the u.s loves a mirage of safety we love to pretend that the u.s is so so safe meanwhile <laughs> like Allegedly, I'll say Airbnb has settled millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of cases where really deeply unsafe things have gone on in Airbnbs and they don't want the public to actually know what's happening. And the same goes for any hotel across the country. Like it's like people think just because something is illegal that it's not happening. It's like, <laughs> no, crime is happening everywhere, y'all. Yep. And you're not safe in your bubble. 
and you're you're not safe. Like it's just I really love Sarah that you focus on that point because I think we tend to believe that we're safe all the time in the United States, but not true. <laughs> like just deeply yeah. not true. Or you can be like me and think you're not safe anywhere. So there we go. <laughs> oh, Carly. You know what's so funny? I talk so much shit, but like yeah. about being scared. But I am such a fighter. Like when it comes to fight or flight, I'm fighting. So it's like there's so it's so it goes. There's no. It doesn't make any sense. My boyfriend's like you're so scared, but like I've seen you when I open the door at night and you're scared. Jump up and try to hit me because you think I'm an intruder. So like I think you're fine. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> Uh, I also want to endorse the like making local friends or friends on the trip as well because that that is a good way when you're traveling solo as well. I found that out in Europe. Everybody was way nicer to Americans than I thought they were going to be, <laughs> so, except for the French. The French were not. Are nice, we but the that problem? Expected. <laughs> is it us? No, I agree. Oh my god, the French were not nice to me at all. Yeah. They they hate Americans. They make it very clear. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I know a little French. I took it and I was like decent at it. Like I was really bad at Spanish because I learned French first. So I like had all the French Mm -hmm. pronunciation for Spanish. So I like tried to speak a little when I was there. And they were like even madder at that than me speaking. I was like, well, what do you want? They will call you out and be like, no, stop talking. (laughs) Like it's either or. And I'm like, I know you speak English because like we're obnoxious and we're everywhere. But... If you're ever in, if you're ever in like Ireland or Italy or something like that, they're very very nice to uh, to the to the uh, Americans. So yes, yeah. and I love making. I've made so many friends while traveling, and what's really cool about it is like most people end up going on a solo trip not because they necessarily really want to, but because they're like, dang, I don't have any friends to travel with. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of that is like when I've gone on those solo trips. I've met friends. So like, for example, a person that I met in Europe, I ended up traveling with her to like Asia the next year. And then, you know, we, and it's been several years since then. And we've been to several countries together. So you just tend to run into like-minded people who love to travel just as much as you do. And now you have your travel buddy. Cause for me, you know, when I was a travel nurse, it was hard to find other people who could take as much time off. And then now that I'm like a full-time digital nomad, it's even harder to find a friend that's like, hey, you want to go here for a couple months? <laughs> like, there's not many friends. But when I was traveling alone, like as a digital nomad, and I ran into other digital nomads, now I have a list of people I can hit up and be like, oh my gosh, I found this really great place in Bali. It's two bedrooms. We should split it and be out there for three months. Like, okay, cool. Let's go, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my friend honeymooned in Bali, and I was like, damn, that looks really, really three nice. Months <laughs> sounds yeah. so good. Yes. I mean, when it comes to like relaxation, I would say that's like the number one place. It's beautiful. It's relaxing. You can get like a beautiful, amazing massage for a couple of bucks. You can live in luxury for very, very, very cheap. Like our, the American dollar goes a really long way in Bali. Um, So yeah, when uh, that just crossed my mind when you asked about like relaxing places, Bali, 1,000%. If you want to party and turn up, go to Thailand. Yeah. Some island hopping. (laughs) That's that's a turn up. But if you want to chill, Bali is the place to go for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Are you uh, you a souvenir person? Do you like 
coming back with stuff or absolutely not yeah. like when I first started traveling <laughs> I was because I don't know I feel like that's what you do but then you realize it's a lot of money and half the people don't even like use the souvenirs that you bring home yeah. um I am I would say a collector cool I like collecting unique pieces that will be a conversation starter in my home um so I just have different key pieces throughout the years that I've collected throughout my home and they're in different rooms and people are like, Oh, where'd you get that? And then I can tell them the story about where I was at at the time and how I got it. So yeah, I'm a collector in that nice. aspect, I guess. Yeah. I started out as a collector and then I just realized I had so much clutter. I was like, All right. I'll just remember. <laughs> Tchotchkes. Take pictures. Yeah. 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 Tchotchkes for days. I'm like, yeah. Sean, do you hear that? We need to go to Bali. (laughs) (laughs) I'm begging. All right. I think a fun way to wrap up would be, we already have Bali and Thailand as two uh, hit destinations, but if you want to give a few like highlights or favorite spots that people should check out, each of you, if you have any favorites over the years, I can give my own too if you want. I'm going to start Barcelona. Number one. I agree a thousand percent. I'm going to Barcelona in a month. I love it. I've been there multiple times. And honestly, Spain in general is beautiful. Barcelona, Madrid, Sevilla. It's a cute little quaint town, Granada. Mm -hmm. I'm the biggest advocate. Like if you are already in Spain, go to all the cities. Don't just do Barcelona. Do it all. They're just a train ride away. Explore it. And they all have different vibes. Um, But yes, I would say Barcelona when it comes to the culture, the history, and the food. Another one of my favorite places is Colombia, mm-hmm. Cartagena to be specific. Same reason, it, especially Cartagena, it's near the beach. It has the best of both worlds. Like I love being near the beach, but also in the city. And yeah. that's what it offers. So you have the beautiful beach. You also have the city, great food, great people, incredible culture. Um, yeah, so that would be my top spots for sure. Spain and Colombia. Ooh, and one more. I gotta say one Good. more. <laughs> South Africa. Oh, all right. Like so many people leave Africa off their list because I get it, it's far, but oh my gosh, it is worth the trip. I've been to a lot of places around the world, but by far, by far one of the most beautiful places in the whole world to me was Cape Town, South Africa for sure. Cool. And then Johannesburg has so much history as well, but I loved Cape Town. Like they have a, a penguin beach, little itty bitty penguins that are a foot tall and they're on the beach just like walking around. Like where else do you see that? Literally nowhere. It's just amazing. I, love I loved penguins it. So much. You have to see. Now you have to go to South Africa. You have to. All right. We got to, we got to do, the, we gotta no do that as a clip of I, you saying penguins and all of us going. <laughs> You're like soul. Yeah. And not just not just regular penguins. You're talking about so mini cute. penguins. Yeah, yes, so they were so <laughs> cute. Yeah. It's like your brain doesn't even know how to like comprehend it because you're on the beach, but you're seeing cute little penguins, and you're like, "What is going on? This is like cuteness overload." It was amazing. I I need to get out the house more, to be honest, because I don't even have a <laughs> suggestion. 
I mean, I've been to some cool places, but I really haven't been far. And um, it's time. I know. It's time, Sean. Like, Please. Uh, you know, Nashville's cool. No, I need to go out more. I'm going cool. to uh, Costa Rica next year, though, with my, for my mom's uh, birthday Ooh. with my sisters. And I've never been. I'm so excited. i got to practice my Espanol. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> nice. Yes. Oh, my gosh. After this podcast we have to connect i lived in costa rica i went to spanish school there it's amazing i'll give you yes all i'm so excited <laughs> yes i will reach out to you that's awesome <laughs> uh. all right i'm gonna give one final plug then because ireland people should go to ireland Ireland. <laughs> love that. what did you love about ireland spill the tea uh, well first of all my family is very irish uh my mom is an o'connell <laughs> So if you're in Dublin, half the stuff there is named O'Connell. So I was like, yeah, basically royalty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the big thing I liked is uh, specifically I was there, I was studying abroad. So I was like, I had friends um, from my college with me. But if I wanted to go out, I could talk to anybody there. They were all so nice. And like, you could just, I would make friends with like people my own age, like old, old Guinness drinkers and (laughs) pubs. And it was just, it was, it's very pretty. Uh, it's, I would not say the weather is amazing, but <laughs> if you if you want to just have like a, a nice, uh, relaxing, somewhat drinky vacation, it's a good spot. So Galway, especially Dublin's fun, but Galway is on the West Coast. That would be my recommendation. But Barcelona is number one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because I feel like um, nice people and like friendly people actually makes a huge, huge difference in the type of like experience that you have. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys. This was really fun. I think this was like both informative and fun. And I think people will get a kick out of it, especially the penguins. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much, Sarah. Uh, As I said, you can be found on Instagram and your website. Uh, Instagram it's at Sarah underscore gains. We'll put it in the description as well. Definitely recommend following, checking out our content, and uh, thank to you, thanks to you both as well. Um, I hope uh, you've figured out some places that you want to go to. <laughs> so, uh, and as always, reach out to me, uh, our listeners, uh, Joe at the Self Care Unit Pod for your other suggestions. This kind of came from you guys because you always talk about traveling when you when we ask you what you like to do. They so. all want to <laughs> escape. Yeah, no, get out of the hospital, please. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted specifics. I was like, traveling to where? Because like, I find a I find a Target trip relaxing, but that doesn't seem like it counts. Same. So So funny. My Sean does not find that relaxing at all. Oh really? I'm doing horrible things to our bank account. (laughs) To be honest, I'm like trinkets, trinkets, trinkets. (laughs) Well, thank you again. You cannot go wrong with Target. (laughs) Thank you again, guys. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye for now. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah.